Hello and welcome to In Pursuit of Purpose, where we focus on passion, purpose, and power. I am your host, Ariston CM. Thank you so much for joining me at 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday for my series, Repurpose 21, Lifestyle Changes for Transformation. So I have been off the last week, just taking time to rest and to rejuvenate. And so it has been absolutely so beneficial to me. And so I am back. I am a little stuffy. I'm having some allergy issues going on. So hopefully it won't interfere too much in what I'm doing. So I hope that you all are doing well and blessed I am I'm so excited to be starting this new series, What Men Want They Hurt Too. And the reason why I decided to do this series is actually there was a friend who recommended that I do it. You know, he made a joke about me always talking about men. And I know that I don't just bash men, but sometimes I do. Um, I do say some stuff. And so, of course, we are going to... Uh, begin to address those things. Why? Because it's important. And we can't sit and be so selfish as to just think, good evening, Kiera. We can't be so, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, guys. I still have a the wrong title <laughs> on my stuff. So I'm so sorry. I'm correcting it now. So yes. Um, so I'm sorry. I had to stop for one second. So that I can fix this stuff that I'm doing. Please forgive me. It's always something that I forget. I just need to update. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Um, I just need to update my title real quick because somebody, people will have the wrong information and I don't want that. So just getting back in the swing of things. Um, you know, I had doggy trouble this evening <laughs> because this, this dog is something else. He's like having a newborn baby. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I'm so sorry. I don't know. You probably can hear him in the background. Um, and I'm very, very sorry. Please excuse my unprofessionalism. And I'm so sorry because I can hear the dog, so I know y'all can. Okay, so now I should be good to go. Okay, all right, all right, we good to go. So, yes, we are going to um, be uh, talking about this whole thing with the men. Ladies, I have heard so much from the men and we definitely need to address it. Now, there's a time when I do talk about women, but right now we are talking about the men. And as I said, hi, Miss Karen, how are you? Or Evangelist Karen, how are you? Um, so we have to talk about this because I've heard from so many men, ladies, and it has been really gut-wrenching. Now, what I want to say is I'm not attacking women. I am just supporting the men, and I want to help women see things from a different perspective, one that we probably haven't necessarily thought of on a regular basis. Because as women, 
we automatically think that we are good, that we, you know, do everything for our man. We know how to love, we know how to serve. And all we do is ask them to do some simple things and they can never do those things. And so we have to, of course, take responsibility for our actions and that the, the part that we've played in our men feeling like they do. And I'm going to read some of the comments, of course, without names, um, just from me talking to different men. And I, I talked to a lot of them. And so many of them were really, really detailed. And it just really touched my heart. And so without further ado, we are going to go ahead and jump right in. Ooh, let me change my screen. Okay, so... Um, as I always say, all things start with God until our foundation is correct. We, there's nothing else that can happen properly. Okay. Because if your foundation does not start off right, you're not going to have the capacity to love. You're not going to have the capacity. Oh, hold on for one second. You invited a friend. She can't get on. Um, is she trying to tune in from the live? Because I'm streaming from Facebook, but I'm also on YouTube and I'm on Periscope. I don't know if she's on any of those, but she should be able to get on um, because it's on my personal profile and my personal profile is, it's not private. So I'm sorry that she can't get on. Hopefully she'll be able to get, get on soon. And so um, we have to have our foundation right before we can do anything with anybody, men included. If our foundation is not right, we're not going to have the capacity to love, to have that tolerance, to forgive. We're just going to always be angry creatures. Okay. Now, one thing I want to want to focus on is our men are hurting. I can't even count the number of men that I've talked to because it's been way too many. But bottom line, all of them are are hurting because of something we have done, something we have said, our nonverbals, our verbals. And so we have to correct that. Now, for right now, ladies, we are just talking about the men. We're not talking about what we need because this is the problem in a relationship. Somebody has to be willing to change. So if he won't change and if you really want your relationship, okay, then you have to change. Now, you changing, does that mean that he's just going to stay the same and just do whatever he wants? Maybe he will, maybe he won't, okay? Because I posed the question earlier in my story, if you don't have a good man, you need to take a long look at yourself. And that's me included, because y'all know my story, okay? You chose wrong, right? You chose the wrong man based on what you thought you seen and you didn't look at the qualities, you didn't look at the background, because all of that stuff matters, or you settled because you didn't want to wait for God to give you the man that you deserve. And so because you wanted to secure your future, your happiness, you have settled for somebody who does not treat you the way that you necessarily want to be treated. And how many times have we all done that? We have all done that because we can't see what's going to take place. And so we say, you know what? We live in the now. Right now, well, I guess it's not that bad. I can just, you know, keep them. Maybe we could just work on it. Um, and sometimes that end up being a disaster. I just uh, was talking to one of my young ladies and she said uh, one of her friends just got brutally murdered. Uh, she had an abusive boyfriend and she was trying to get away from him. And uh, he told her, I'm going to kill you if you try to leave me. And he, he sure enough, he went and he killed her. It was taped on social media and it was brutal. Um, so we really have to, 
you know, examine our reasons for doing the things that we want. Um, I mean, doing the things that we do. Hold on for one second. Um, so anyway, and then lastly, we haven't properly communicated our needs in a way that he understands. So if we have a man and our man is not producing, if he's not being what we want him to be, maybe we haven't properly communicated our needs. Okay. Not just communicate them, but in a way that he understands, not a way that another woman would understand, but in a way that he understands. Okay. So we're going to move on from that. So now there. Uh, can you please give about the right foundation versus the godly? Can you please talk about the right foundation versus godly and worldly? Yes, we'll get to that. I don't know if we'll get to that today. Um, but like I started off, um, evangelist that all things start with God and it does make a difference because if we don't have that relationship, then we're not going to be able the, our relationship is not going to be successful. Nothing we're, we're going to do is going to be successful. So over the course of it, yes, I will cover that. So we have a stigma attached to the men. Okay. The stigma is they're lazy. They're angry. They're incompetent. We say they're dogs. I've said it many a times. You said it. I even said on my live one time they were clowns and I didn't mean to say that. I said it. It just slipped out before I knew it. So subconsciously, obviously I had a problem. Um, and emotionally, emotionally unavailable, uncaring. These are the stigmas that are attached to our men and, uh, especially our black men. So when we have these stigmas, stigmas that's already attached to them how can we respect them how can we respect them when in the back of our minds we think that they're dogs we think that they don't know how to meet their needs our needs we think that they don't listen to us absolutely we're going to take all of those thoughts and things into our relationship over the weekend i watched the movie um i don't know if you guys watched to complain that game with Vivica Fox and Morris Chestnut. And one of the things she was saying is she gave a long laundry list of guys and everything that they weren't. And she completely dogged them. Okay. And you know, a woman watching that movie who don't have the proper foundation, which, um, evangelist is talking about when you don't have, when you have a worldly foundation, then you're not going to be secure enough to understand that that is not how you, Think about or approach a relationship with all of those things. Okay. There is a vast difference. All right. And she thought that she had them all pegged out. Well, if there were trigger words. She would educate all of her friends about their men and everything they were, what they were doing. And so one day they were all sitting around and he called and said he couldn't make it to dinner because he had to work late. Well, she had been teaching all of them that. When he says that he has to work late, that automatically means he's having an affair. And so then the movie just spirals out of control. And then she tries to apply all of these rules to him, making him suffer, making him wait, trying to make him pay for how he treated her, thinking that it was going to get her somewhere. And to her demise, she was ultimately disappointed because he didn't bite her game. He said, I don't have time for this. I'm done. Now, of course, at the end of the movie, things came around full circle, but there was a period of time where she had to suffer because her games didn't work. She tried to apply rules to a man thinking that she can control. How many times do we do that? How many times do we give these men ultimatums? Why are we doing that? What is wrong with us that we are giving these men ultimatums, that we are belittling them, that we are... Um, 
pointing out everything about them that's negative. And I'm not saying we all do it, but at certain times in our lives, we have all been guilty of this. And guess what that's doing? Just like we hurt and we have woundedness from our past relationships, it's the same thing with them. So we're just piling it on, piling it on, piling it on. The same way that we're being done, we're doing it to them. So they end up with all this emotional, oh, okay, hi, Patty, how are you? Glad you're able to join me. So we end up with all of this emotional baggage from men who have done us wrong, and then our men end up with all of that emotional baggage from us doing them wrong. Now we think that we don't do anything wrong. Okay. We think that as my next point say, a woman should be his safe haven. So we like to think that we create this loving, safe environment, an environment for them to grow, to nurture. Guys, a lot of us aren't doing that. We're bringing our biases. We're bringing our preconceived notions. We're bringing our expectations. We're bringing everything that everybody done to us. We're bringing it into our new relationships. And we cannot say that we're not because for some of us, we are hopping in and out of relationships so fast that we don't even have time to repair. Okay. We don't even have time to find out what went wrong. We are just, we just hopping. Because we're looking for love. We're looking for acceptance. We're looking for happiness. And all of those things are right. But if we go back to all things start with God. Because ladies, if we do not allow God to give us the man that we need. Okay. We're going to get something and we may or may not be happy. Maybe we will luck up. Maybe we won't. Okay. You all know my story. I was one of those relationship hoppers. I was in and out in and out because they would do something and I would give them two times. If I tell you the second time and you don't listen, that's it. One of them, he he wouldn't pump my gas. I had to tell him to take out the trash and pump my gas when he was at my house. And I got mad because to me, I felt that was automatic. If I'm, if I, if you are supposed to be into me and you like me and you claim you want to spend the rest of your life with me, then something should be automatic. I shouldn't have to tell you to pump my gas. I shouldn't have to tell you to take out the trash. Well, for me, you wasn't into me because you didn't do those things. So I don't want to be with you. Literally, I broke up with him. And there, there was another one. It was a weekend that he had to work. He worked two jobs at a weekend. He barely returned my calls. So guess what I said? called him on the phone. I said, you made me feel like one of my other relationships. And I promised myself I would never, ever allow myself to feel that way again. I'm done. He was a good guy. He was a good guy. I know that he knew how to love me. However, he wasn't what God wanted for me. So after doing this several times, and I'm talking about it'd be a week, two weeks, three months, four months, I'm done. You know, and they would just be baffled. Like, what are you doing? You crazy lady. You know, I know what I want. I have a standard. If you can't meet it, I'm done. All right. That was the wrong attitude. Now I'm kind of glad that I had the attitude because then when I finally surrendered, when I finally sat down and listened to God and became content and let him love me and let him heal me and let him show me what I deserved and who I was, guess what he did? He gave me this absolutely beautiful man. Okay. Who knows how to love me? Who knows how to handle me? Who knows how to lead? But guess what? He loves God. And because he loves God, he knows how to do what? Love me. He has patience. He has tolerance. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. 
Okay. But what he is, is if there's a problem, we talk about it. We come to a mutual understanding and we work to correct it together over time. Okay. And that's how things should be. But again, I waited on God to give me who he wanted because I had already picked out what I wanted and you see, it didn't work too many times. And so I wasn't willing to keep going through that because it was too much, too damaging. Okay. So back to this, a woman should be his safe heaven evidenced by an environment of love, support, respect, freedom, encouragement, and understanding. This is just some of the stuff that I heard from the guys. Okay. And I'm going to read a couple of their responses. Um, I have the scripture, Genesis 2.18. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So now you have to ask yourself, are you being a helper or are you being a hindrance? Because a lot of us, that's what we're doing. Okay, so I asked um, one of the guys, this was his response. He said, listening and being willing to un willing to be understanding of a man's issues goes a long way to help him open up and communicate more, which can sustain and improve the relationship over time. So he's asking, this guy's essentially asking for you to listen and be willing to understand. But my question at the bottom, when was the last time you asked him what was on his mind? Do you care what was on his mind? Or do you care that you told him to do something and for the 20th time he didn't do it? Okay? Because we have to take responsibility. All right? Because we've told you this over and over and over again and you still don't have it. You still keep on doing it. Well, guess what? Men are not women. All right. They are different individuals. We all are different individuals. Men are not usually multitaskers. Men don't usually remember the same things as women. Men don't like that to get piled up. What I have here emotionally blasting him as soon as he gets through the door. Women can take that. We walk into the door. The kids are jumping all over us. And so we are on the phone. The kids are jumping. We're telling them to get their homework. We're cooking. We're washing clothes. We're doing this all at the same time. And now we're expecting our what? Our men to pick up and do the same thing. And then when they don't, now we're getting mad. Now we're becoming critical of who they are. Oh, well, what, what do I have you here for? Because you don't do nothing. I just heard somebody say it. I can't say who because I think they watch my lives. But I just heard somebody say it. What you hear all day and you don't do nothing. Well, have you ever thought that he's there all day because he doesn't have a job and it's very hard for a man who don't have a job that's trying to support his family? And yes, maybe he should do some stuff while he's at home. Okay. However, have you stopped to think or ask him, how was he doing with all of this? It tears a man's ego down when they can't provide for their family. Okay. And so we as women, again, we have a responsibility. Let me read the next one. Um, this one said, this, is, this one stood out to me. Uh, he said that he just recently read that men are loved conditionally and women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. If a man can't provide, they're out. And how many times have we done told men they got to go because they not doing Now, we got some women who just love their men. They take care of them. More power to you. More power to you. But for the most of us, we're like, um, yeah, I'm not about to do this by myself. Okay? 
And so what this, what he's saying here is that men are there. It's conditional. I'll love you. I'll be with you as long as you can do what meet my needs, provide for me and my family, make me happy. And it's all me, me, me. It's rooted in selfishness. Now I had a friend who says, well, it's not her fault that these men were raised without fathers and they weren't raised without love. She was raised with the father who gave her everything and she's not going to expect any less from a man. And that's fine. Most people will look at it as very, very selfish. I, I, I did look at it as selfish because I did feel that was selfish because our men have a lot on their shoulders. Our black men, especially, I don't know, have you guys seen and I've, and when I talked, I've talked to white guys and black guys. So I just didn't talk to just one kind and they're all saying pretty much the same thing. Okay. And so they have it hard. They have it hard when women don't need them. When we sit there and say, well, what do I need you for? Cause I bought this. I bought that. And that's what we do. And one of the guys talked about those emotional triggers that comes with that emotional blast. They come through the door. You're irritated because of something. And then you just want to blast it all on him. Okay. And then you want to push his buttons, his triggers. You know what hurts him. You know what makes him feel bad as a man. And what do you do? You want to make sure that you expound on that. When you going to get a job? Why are you playing that video game all day? Even if you say it in a nice way, what you're saying is you're not doing nothing with your life. You don't have a job. You play video games all day. Okay. Did you ask him how many jobs have you looked at before you accuse him of sitting there playing video games all day? Just because you came in the door and he was playing video games. Does that mean he had been sitting there all day? Would you rather him play video games or would you rather him play out with women? Okay. I, when I was, um, on one of my marriages, uh, my, uh, ex, Husband, he would play video games till four o'clock in the morning. I would have a fit. But guess what? I was talking to somebody about it, which I don't usually talk to people about no problems because you can't, you know, these people, when they hurt some pains, you really can't just talk to anybody about the situations. But one thing she said is, do you want him playing video games or do you want him out in the streets? And I didn't say anything else. So I left him alone to play them video games till four o'clock in the morning. I didn't care. All right. And so we have to make sure that we approach men a little bit different. We have to keep that in mind, that emotional blasting, okay? And all those, those little um, sidebar remarks that we make. We talk under our breath when we're having a disagreement. You hurt me, then I'm going to hurt you back. Just because he said something to hurt you, don't mean you have to respond, okay? And that's the problem. You're responding to him, he's responding to you, and you guys are doing this, and you're never going to get anything resolved, there has to be a mutual respect. There has to be a, a communication, um, a strong communication. But again, if you chose wrong, then it's not going to work. If you're settling, you're going to forever be unhappy. All right. If you didn't allow God in it in the first place, you can't guarantee that it's going to work. Now, does God bless things when we get ourselves into mess? He absolutely does. But you're not going to experience the level of joy and happiness that he would have wanted you to. I share with you in my second marriage how I didn't listen to God when God told me no. God clearly told me no, I wasn't supposed to marry him. But what did I do? I did it anyway. Now, was all of those years absolutely miserable? No, they wasn't absolutely miserable, but I was not happy. All right. And I knew that I had made a mistake. So all I could do was look every day at the mistake I made. I couldn't even be happy like I could have been because 
I had made a mistake and God clearly said no. And all I could think of is, oh my gosh, I have ruined the rest of my freaking life because of my disobedience. Now that was I able to actually, after that, get out and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. But at what expense? I have kids caught up in this. I have all kinds of stuff, you know? And so it caused, it caused a real issue. All right. And so we have to really be careful of how we move and how we do things. All right. Um, what's my other question? When have you honestly looked at things from his perspective? Like, have you ever sat back and just listened to yourself? You got a mouth, you know, it's disrespectful, you know, and it's not. And I didn't hear not one, not one. I don't believe said anything about leading one, one, one said something about submission. One said something about submission. Um, but the, the most of them, it was respect. They want respect and they have all kinds of different scenarios as respect. So one said um, he has a particular issue with when he comes home, if he's forgotten something from the store, his wife completely pulverizes him for it. You know, you know how you call him and you say, oh, on your way home, please get this. All right. We don't think it's nothing subtle when they come to the door. They don't have it. And you'd be like, but I called you. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you get it when I called you and I told you? How could you forget? Just that little bit says you're what? Incompetent. You don't listen. What are you good for? Now, you did not get that from what I said, but I'm telling you how they're interpreting it because this is how this young man interpreted it to me. And, and this young man, he's not so young, okay? But this is how he's interpreted it to me. So off of that little bit of nothing, all I did was say, I called you and told you. How could you forget? He got all that stuff out of it. So when have you looked at things from his perspective? How do you know your words aren't hurting him? No matter how you think they're, no matter what you think, how do you know that your words aren't hurting him? Okay? Third, what does he need from you? Have you asked your husband, your significant other, if you're building or dating or courting or whatever, have you asked them what they need from you? Because if you haven't, I mean, we, you don't know. You don't know. Therefore, you can't meet a need. Men are silent. They're not women. They're not going to talk. They're not going to sit there and keep you up all night long. Oh, hi, Danella. They're not going to keep you up all night long talking. Men are just not going to do that. Okay? They have a lot of nonverbals, such as mentally checking out of a relationship, being un, um, emotionally unavailable. Why? Because you've said so much to tear him down and shut him up. So he don't got nothing to say. Okay. And so we really have to be cognizant of that. And I'm not, again, I'm not getting on you ladies and I'm not saying accusing anybody of doing it, but at some point in our lives, we have all been guilty of tearing our men down and not building them up. What if he just needs us to do what? Support him, to love him, to, uh, allow him his freedom. One guy said he wants to be allowed to pursue his passions and have his, his wife support him. What's wrong with that? Because we don't think that that's a good career because we have a problem with it. Oh no. Why would you want to do that? That comes out of our mouths, ladies. It does. Why would you want to do that? Well, how about, well, honey, I mean, if that's what you want to do, I'll support you. Now, did he ask for your opinion? He told you what he wanted to do. He didn't say what you think. He told you what he wanted to do. It's our job to support because we want our men to support us. We want them to take interest in us. We don't want to tell our, our husbands or our, our um, boyfriends that we're doing something. They be like, that's not going to work. 
Why would you do something like that? You don't do it to your kids. Why would you do it to your husband? That's not right, ladies. But that is what's going on. And just those subtle things are impacting our men. It is getting down to their core and it is disturbing them. At the end of their paragraphs, all of them said, men need love and support too. That is what they said. And when I say I talk to all kind, I talk to professionals, I talk to our, uh, I'll say our, our thug life ones. You know what I mean? I've talked to all kind. And is it a stigmatism? And not really. I'm just saying just to demonstrate that I've talked to all different kinds. So not really thug life, but so I've talked to all kinds, white ones, black ones, ones from other countries. Okay. Some of them want us to just shut up and listen. As soon as they walk through the door, we don't even listen. Hi, honey. How are you? That's how women do it. But is it consistent? Okay. So we really have to begin to think about how we sound, our voices in our relationship. All right. Because if for some of us, if we are establishing a relationship with God, then we are trying to do things according to the fruits of the spirit and according to the biblical definition of love. We can't be responsible for what he does, ladies. We cannot be responsible for that because how do you know that you're loving him, you're learning to be supportive and tolerant of him? It may change him. It may soften him. But if we're constantly barking and biting and I love this, this is what the one guy said, emotionally blasting him, why is that okay that you talk to him so disrespectful and not in love? That's not okay. It's not okay. And I even felt convicted. I don't talk to my husband like that because my husband's not playing that. He don't play that. My husband is African and, you know, African, they a whole different breed. Can't even compare him to an American man. But I don't, yeah, he not having that. So I, I can't even talk to him like that. You know, and a couple of little times that I did, like, I thought I was speaking really nice. It still was labeled disrespectful. You know, it don't matter if I felt it was disrespectful. If my husband said it was disrespectful and he didn't like it, then I have an obligation to do what? Change it. Because if I don't change it and I keep on doing it, then how is he going to respond to me? Well, my husband does have a really nice tolerance and I know that he'll respond to me in love. But at the end of the day, just because he's a pastor, it doesn't mean that he's not a man. And at the base of him, he's a man. So how do I know that if I keep treating him like that, I don't treat him like that, but I'm just saying, I'm using that as an example. If I don't keep doing that, how do I know that he's not going to emotionally check out of the relationship? Okay. So we have to really think about what we do. We have to look at their culture. We have to look at their background, the way they were raised, who influenced them in their life. And again, are we clear on what we want and have we allowed them the opportunity to change? Boys. As youngsters, they're always behind girls. They develop later than girls. Same thing, you know, once they get older, you have some very sharp ones. But for the most part, they're not us. They're not us. We compliment each other in a beautiful way, but they are not us. And so we cannot expect them to be us. And that's where we get disappointed because we go into a relationship expecting them to be what we are to them. And when they can't, all of a sudden, He's not a good man. He doesn't care about me. He's not listening to me. Me, 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 me. It's all about you. What about that man? Because some of these are good men. Okay. Some of them are, some of them not. Okay. 
but some of them are genuinely good men. But because of how we are, they are like they are. They talk about us. We talk about them. And it never, ever works. So it's going to take changing on both parts. But right now, this week, we're focusing on the men. And so I'm going to begin to wrap up because I have so much. I have so many comments I want to get through. Um, I do have, um, I think I have a couple of them that want to come on and talk. I'm not sure. Um, a couple of them was really, really fired up. And uh, so we'll see. I'll let you know if that does happen. Um, but I just want to kind of give you an overview just to like, just get us into it. And so we're going to, you know, tomorrow we're going to dig more into it. And we're going to talk about what that respect looks like to them. Okay. It's going to look different for us, but what does it look like to them? And we're just going to start to dig down and get to the bottom of some of the things that they had concerns about. For the most part, it was about a theme of five things and all of them agreed on the same things in different ways. And so uh, it was it was invaluable, the input that I received. But I just want to support and encourage ladies change, okay? Because our nature is love. Our nature is more than a helpmate. We think for these men sometimes, and it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? And so every relationship runs differently, you know? And so we do a lot. We contribute a lot. We give a lot. We take a lot. Okay, but I want us to be our absolute best at everything that we do. And if you are in a marriage and you you can't leave it, (laughs) you know what I mean? You have to make it work. And if that man is not going to change, then you have to love him until he change. I don't know a man that if you truly love him like he needs to be loved and you really begin to put it before God. I don't know a man that's not going to soften up and change unless go back to your rule, our rule. You either chose wrong, you settled, or what was the last one? Hold on. Cause I don't remember them all. You haven't properly commuted, communicated your needs in a way that he understands emotionally blasting him is not communication. That's having an emotional meltdown And he probably tuned you out the first two minutes you've done it. He don't want to listen to all that rah, rah, rah. All right. So let's keep that in mind, ladies. Keep that in mind, ladies. And of course, I want your feedback too. Again, we are focusing on him. Okay. We'll focus on us some other time because I feel like I've been focusing on us for the last two years. But we're just focusing on our men because I want to just provide some insight to some ladies, because some of you are waiting for husbands. Some of you have relationships and, and they need some help, you know, but it's okay to make that sacrifice. If he's a good man, if you see potential in him, then it's okay to make that sacrifice. It's okay to change. You're waiting for him to change. You change and you see what happens because I'm telling you, if you change, then you put your mind in a a, a whole nother world, your peace in a whole nother world. You don't allow the things that bother you, bother you, continue to bother you because you've changed your expectations. Does that mean lowering our standards? Absolutely not. It's changing our expectations. And when we are trying something new, we cannot expect too much too soon. So if today you say, you know what? I've heard myself. I heard the way I talked to my husband. I heard the way I talked to my boyfriend. Let me change. And let me see what happens to him. Does that mean it's going to happen over the next month or so? No. Will he notice? I'm hoping so. If he's a good man, he will. 
So we need to be able to get inside of these men. We need to be able to hear their heart. We need to be able to find out what it is that they want from us so that we can give it to them. And if we give it to them, believe me, they are going to give it back to us. Thank you so much, ladies. I hope you will join me tomorrow at 8 p.m. Hopefully my dog will not interrupt things. And so I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll be glad when he gets a little bit older because he definitely um, <laughs> really rocks my world. Thank you. Thank you, Teresa. Yes, yes. So we are, thank you so much for the compliment, um, Teresa. So I, uh, any ladies, any of your input, I definitely appreciate it. I want to make sure that I'm thorough. I want to, I told these men, I was going to make sure I captured uh, everything they were saying, but one of them said, I, I, I want to say it myself. So we, <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see, but thank you so much. And uh, it's all about growth, guys. We cannot change if, uh, oh no, all things change, nothing stays the same. And so we have to grow, we have to change and we have to be accountable for every area of our life. And that is what life is all about, guys. It's about growing up and um, seeing things from a different perspective. So thank you all so much for my support. Visit my website. And yes, I am Teresa. <laughs> Visit my website if you would like my books, www.loveerison.com. You guys have a good night. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danella. You guys have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Kiera. Thank all of you for tuning in. Love you. I'm here. If you guys need me, y'all know. Y'all just inbox me, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning, people. Uh, I get y'all messages, but I don't respond till after eight or nine in the morning. I'm not going to start that responding to people at two and three o'clock in the morning when I'm half sleep. And so, um, but people have things on their mind and I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for support. I'm here because God has equipped me with some wonderful things. And I'm not just saying that because it's not me, it's God and the things that he has equipped me with. And just to be a support, just to be uh, an encourager to other people. We all need that. We all need each other. And so together we're going to all grow. You guys have a good night. If you would like to know more about me, please visit my website, www.loveariston.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, Ariston CM, or Instagram and Twitter. I'm so Ariston. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to grow.